First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beers Podcast time. Hello everybody, you're probably wondering, Drew, why are you showing off those beautiful pipes of yours and singing the intro song to the Two Beers Podcast? The podcast where we do this thing with half our brain tied behind our back just to make it fair to the other guys. Well, unfortunately, as you all know from listening to our Go For Two NFL special, my partner in crime, the co-host, the guy who does really all the legwork and I just bring the, the pizzazz and the charm and the talent, uh, does the tech work. J.O. is still, still under the weather, so we didn't want to not do a pod this week since we got a big big boxing match. We got some NFL NFL wildcard weekend uh, picks to give. Um, so I'm rolling solo again. But who knows? Last time I did this, uh, J.O. popped on and ruined what might have been the, the best podcast of the year. But that's neither here nor there. So without further ado, I'm going to do my own tuber salute in three, two, and a one. Beep. Uh Still, still trying to bring the vibes back for the birds, everybody. Uh, so I'm still drinking this Bird Gang uh, vodka. Still unsure who the actual company is, but my God, is this bottle bottle sexy with the Kelly Kelly Green logo? So I'm uh, uh doing it for you guys. Let's 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 get this big dub on Monday. It is sweet. Tastes absolutely delicious. Um, boxing. I'm going to go boxing. Uh, before we talk about this weekend, Virgil Ortiz was back last week. We talked about it on the pod. Uh, I, f- I already forgot who he was fighting. Uh, a fight that was set up for him to look great. Uh, didn't go more than uh, a round. And uh, we had another questionable Tony Weeks stoppage. Um, and then coming out from that, Tony Weeks going out to uh, to his Facebook page and talking about how uh, Virgil's opponent had three CAT scans. I think it was three CAT scans done, and two of them, maybe it's a CAT scan, maybe it's an MRI. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Um, thanks, Peter Griffin. Uh, a couple of CAT scans to show two brain aneurysms, until they fi- and then they finally went to a third doctor uh, who eventually cl- cleared him. Not really sure how that works, but in the business of boxing, uh, it doesn't surprise me. But regardless, Virgil, I think Virgil would have got that stoppage anyway. Uh, he looked good, and man, I, I just love how he comes out and chill. He calls out Tim Zhu, like you know these guys that want to play around and have tune-up fights. Like man, you're 24, 25, 26. Like you know, in in a sport where nowadays, like if you get two fights in, like that's considered great because whatever, whether it's 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 fight purses or whatever, like man, just go after the best. Like fight the best, and you know fans aren't gonna real real boxing fans that actually put money into the sport, and not Twitter trolls who just tweet and steal pay-per-views and don't buy fighters merch they don't actually go to fights like we're not gonna look bad down on you if you like lose a fight like if, if Virgil Ortiz in his next fight 
which would be his second fight at 154, uh, goes to Australia and fights Tim Zhu and loses. Like, I'm still going to want to watch Virgil Ortiz fights. Like, I just am. Like, the guys, he's the uh, the body snatcher. He just pumbles your pumbles your kidneys until you cough up and piss blood for the next next month. So, you know, if he re- if he really tests himself and you know, everyone likes to say um, – you know, takes uh, or dares to be great. Uh, that's, uh, that's the most overused phrase in boxing now. Uh, I, I, I don't. I, like nobody. Again, nobody that actually pumps money into this sport is going to hold it uh, against him. So, um, I'd love to see that. I doubt it. It'd be next. I know Tim Zoo wants to come to the U.S. Uh, who knows what's going on with Charlo? But I mean, that's that that's the fight that Tim Zoo's wanted. Um, you know, he wants to unify. He wants to you know be the undisputed champion at 154. So we'll see how uh, we'll see how all that works out. But good, at least good to get Virgil Virgil back in the ring, even if it was for two minutes and 39 seconds. So uh, good stuff. But this weekend, the big one. I wish I knew how to play the violin. Just get this going. Get this really pumping up here. The return of King Arthur Better Biv, the nastiest son of a bitch in all of boxing. 19-0 with 19 knockouts. The only current world champion with 100% knockout rate. Uh, we love Better Biv. We are very pro Better Biv. On this podcast, uh, me and Jo, we went. You now we went and saw him. Jeez, when was it now? At this point, uh, June twenty twenty two at the Hulu, the house that Tio built. Saw him uh, unify with uh, Joe Smith Jr. Um, really, really thought that was going to be an entertaining fight. And uh, man, better be of like we were. We were probably like twenty seven rows. I mean, not twenty seven. We were probably like twenty rows up. And man. You could hear, oh god, I'm watching the Laker game. Bradley Beal is hurt again. Jesus, this guy is made of glass. Um, you could just hear the thuds landing on Better Be of Shots. Like, it just insane. Like every punch he landed, you could hear um, up up in the in the stands. He he is just a, a nasty son of a bitch. So he is making a title defense of his three titles. He's the IBF. WBC and WBA, WBO World Light Heavyweight Champion. Uh, he's fighting Callum Smith. Uh, if you're you know if you're new to boxing and you're asking who is this Callum Smith guy, uh, he was he, he fought in a Super Six series, I believe it was at 168 to win a couple titles, and he most famously is the first guy that Canelo Alvarez, the face of boxing, fought at 168 to start his undisputed reign that he took care of it about. 11 or 11 months which was just still so insane to think about um that was his last fight at 168 he moved up to 175 he's had a couple of fights there so uh tell the tape let's let's start with king king artur uh again he is 19 and 0 with 19 knockouts he's 38 years old so he is he's he's, he's one of these um you know uh 
European or uh, European, uh, well, whatever. If you want accurate information, it's not the podcast for you. Uh, you know, he, he's one of the he's one of the uh, the international fighters who has a you know more spend more time in the amateurs Olympic pedigree um, and usually have shorter professional careers. So he's thirty eight years old, five uh, eleven with a seventy three inch reach, uh, and he hails from Montreal, Quebec, which I believe is where this fight is taking place. And he's an orthodox fighter. He's going up against Calm Smith, who's 29 and 1. Again, his one loss being to Canelo Alvarez. Uh, and he has 21 knockouts. Two of those knockouts uh, are his first two fights at 175 against Gilbert Rivera and uh, I think it's Matthew Bowderly. Sure, they don't pay me to pronounce names, so I'll say that's right. Um, devastating. Devastating knockout against Rivera. Uh, the guy's legs were like shaking as he was down. You know, pretty scary stuff. Um, and then just uh, a, a quick one-two uh, knockout with I think it was a left hook um, to uh, to Mathio in in his last fight. So um, you know, this has become an interesting fight mainly because the guys haven't fought. Like uh, we, you know, Calvin Smith was making noise and was hot, and he hasn't fought since August or yeah, August of 2022. So we're well over a year and some change since he fought. And Better Be have only got one fight in in 2023, January, the end of January uh, uh, 2023 against Anthony Anthony Yard, which was a pretty fun fight. Um, yeah, I think Better, Better Be have, you know got touched up a little bit. You know, maybe he might have been hurt for uh, a couple of those moments, but ends up getting the, the stoppage. Um, on yard, so and again, I think Calm Smith hasn't been very active and hasn't been very active, um, just because he had this, he became the mandatory, and you know didn't want to didn't want to risk that. So, and I saw, I apologize, he's six three with a seventy eight inch reach. So, you know, he's going to have about four inches in height on uh, Better Beev and uh, about five inches in reach, which isn't uncommon. I mean, Better Beev has been um, fighting uh, a lot of uh, taller fighters here. Um, at one at one seventy five for the majority of his, uh, you know his his career, um, and specifically probably his best win, who I'll I'll, I'll talk about um, here in a minute. But um, you know, better Beev is just you know we we call him a son of a bitch because he he's just relentless. You know he he comes at you he because he's got the shorter reach and he's usually fighting the bigger guys. You know he he has to get to the inside. Um, to start doing damage uh so you know to do that you gotta you know you gotta be willing to take some punches you know these these taller fighters with um with long reaches that want to work a jab they're not they're not just gonna kind of they're not gonna just let you come in there for free um so better be if does take you know he does get touched up a little bit and we we have seen him hit the mat um once maybe twice um in his career but you know never you know he's never lost um but yeah he's he just and he doesn't he doesn't get you with the one punch knockout power. He just peppers you with thudding shots, like heavy hands. Like you know, you hear that a lot. I mean, again, we again, we were we were probably we were we were probably twenty to twenty twenty to thirty rows up in the theater, and again, you could just hear those shots. And Joe Smith Jr. is a tough guy. Um, I don't think he had ever been stopped before he fought Better BF. He did. I mean, he did. I think he he did lose to Demetri Bivol. Um, but man, he uh, you know, he's a tough guy, and it better be have hurt him um, pretty pretty bad in, in in that two round fight. I think he not I think he dropped him. I want to say three times, um, dropped him three times, and then uh, the finally the the last blow he he stumbled Smith um, to where Smith you know he had jelly legs and turned his back to to better be and and the ref um, 
you know, the ref stopped the fight, which was a, you know, a good, a, a good stoppage at that point. Um, but yeah, like he, he just lands these thudding shots on you. He'll work, he'll work the body. He'll go upstairs. You know, he'll, 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 he, he mixes it up enough, um, to where, you know, you have to, he, he just, he's just tough, man. Like I, you know, I, 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 the, the comparison that I want to give to Cal Smith Jr. It's not even a great comparison, but just from a, a pedigree standpoint and, um, the metrics is, uh, Gavonzik, who you know better be of uh, first. He unified with Gavonzik back in October of 2019. It was actually in Philadelphia. I'm still to this day pissed I didn't go. Uh, Loma and uh, Usyk had a meet and greet there, and I just I didn't want to be Stephen Glansbury uh, by myself at the lunch table eating my dessert. So missed opportunity there because it was an awesome fight. And you know Gavonzik came out early. Um, you know better be of starts a little slower. So Gavonsa came out. I, I thought I thought he took some rounds there, but then just better be if it was just relentless and just kept hitting Gavonzik. Again, this is a, an Olympic pedigree, you know, big time amateur um, at the time and a world you know a world champion. And uh, yeah, like he just he just systematically broke him. Um, and that's what better be if does. Uh, you know, and his most probably his most famous fight was against um, Marcus Brown. Uh, where Brown looked pretty good. Brown probably won the first three rounds, and then in round four, cut cut better be of like he got a, he had that nasty cut right down the middle of his forehead, and it was so bad that the fight I might have been even in the third round. The fight was that fight was close to being stopped, and I think the doctor I think better be of overheard the doctor say one more round, and he saw the blood pouring down, and he just went into Terminator mode, and he hunted um, Brown and stopped him like it was. It was kind of like that Terrence Crawford moment in uh, the Sean Porter fight, where his uh, his corner says you're down, and Crawford's like, "What? I'm down? What do you mean?" And he's like, "He's like, yeah, he's like, that's that's what they're saying on TV. TV. They think you're down." And he's like, "How?" And he's like, "All right." And then he goes out in the next round and immediately drops Sean Porter twice and ends the fight. Um, just really, you know, just really awesome stuff. So, uh, you know, that's that's better be of um, you know, Calm Smith, you know, he. He, you know, again, he's he's got that long reach, seventy eight inches. I think he is, and I, I'm gonna give credit. Uh, Inside Boxing, uh, Kenobio and Algeria talked about it on their podcast. I think he's got the fourth or third highest jab rate um, in boxing right now. I think Anthony Joshua's number one, obviously, um, but I think I think he's four. And you know he he works and relies on his jab, but like I said, he's he's landed some devastating shots with both hands uh, at 175. Now again, not neither of these guys are on the level of Arthur Arthur uh, Bitterbeev, but I mean he's got power. Um, you know he's got power. He's looked sharp. You know I think at 168 he was starting to get drained a little bit, and I think he was just kind of cashing in for that that Canelo fight, and especially the way he fought. It seemed like he was just trying to you know not. Not losing a, a, in a manner that would hurt hurt his stock, even though it kind of did. Um, with Canelo just you know throwing punches at his biceps and him not trying to throw anything back. But um, you know, again, and better better be if yeah. Again, we said you know he's he's been touched up and dropped by by lesser opponents of of Calum Smith's um, pedigree. So it's it's an intriguing fight. It's, a lot of people are picking Calum Smith here. Um, you know, a lot of dog we throw out there all the time. I mean, a lot of world championship fights. Um, you know, once these guys get three, three titles, um, you know, there's going to be some live dogs, but a lot of people just with better be age is inactivity. And just, you know, he seems to be getting each training camp. He seems to be getting an injury that backs up, um, backs up the fight. People are really loving, uh, Calvin Smith. 
I think he's a. I think uh, Vegas does it. He's a. Uh, he's a plus. I think he's. I think he's plus four fifty right now. Um, his knockout. Him getting a stoppage in the first five rounds are pretty good. Pretty good odds. I think it's eighteen plus eighteen hundred. Um, so again, if 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 Smith's gonna win, I think he's gonna. I he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to get better. Be his respect early with a shot. Whether whether he has to take a chance to do it or. It's you know just a hard jab, kind of like you know Crawford with those you know he he you know he used those hard like thudding jabs against Errol Spence. He's got to get better Bia's respect, otherwise, uh, better Bia is just going to move in there confidently and not really worry about what's coming back at him, um, and that better Bia uh, go to work. I the fight the, apparently the fight's already signed for the winner, um, and I don't know if that's the winner or and or just better Bia. To fight Bivol in Saudi um, in a few months, like that, apparently is already done. I think Bivol Bivol's deal with Saudi Arabia um, after the day of reckoning was a two fight deal. Um, and regardless of the WBC and this shit they're doing with Russia, which is stupid, not sanctioning the fight, like that fight is going, that fight's gonna happen. I always get a little leery with that because it's just what we saw with Deontay Wilder. It's like are are people putting the cart before the horse? I really don't think Better Beev is that kind of guy. I don't think his team is that kind of team to where they're overlooking Calum Smith um, to fight Dimitri Bivol. Um, and then some stuff came out today with his VADA testing. Like he didn't test positive, but his body like produced some natural hormones or something. I, I didn't even put much stock into it. Cause if it's not a positive test, like I don't, I don't care. Like I don't even know why it's news. So I don't know if that's like a distraction tactic. But he he definitely seemed very unhappy that Callum Smith and Eddie Hearn were uh, were floating that news out there. So um, not great. Uh, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick better Beef to win this. Uh, I think he. I, I I just think he's the better fighter. Um, I know Callum's looked good at 175, but I just I, I still think it's better Beef. Um, I think it, I think this goes very similar to the Gavonsic fight, to where Calum Smith might get you know in the first four rounds, maybe Calum Smith is up three uh, one on the on the cards. Might 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 land a shot that hurts better Beev, but like doesn't necessarily put him to the mat. Um, and then better Beev once round five hits, I think that's where better better Beev just starts hitting the gas, just starts landing those body shots. Maybe he'll take a maybe he'll take a page out of Canelo's book and start you know start working the biceps a little bit and uh, and trying to take away that long you know even trying to take away that jab take away take away the jab of Calum Smith that way by just taking taking his arms out of uh, out of the equation. So I I, I do think it will be a better Beev. I'm gonna say late stoppage. Um, I don't think it goes 12, but like maybe maybe between rounds eight, eight and ten is probably where I would think he would he would get the stoppage here if if he keeps the knockout rate going. Um, Jo did talk, text me his pick. Uh, he has better Beev in the ninth. Uh, he thinks this is gonna be a fight of the year candidate, a potential slugfest. Um, I don't know. I if this is a slugfest, I I don't know. I don't know that it goes eight. Um, if that's the way. Yeah, Calum Smith should watch the Joe Smith Jr. fight about trying to be overly aggressive with Better Beev, um and trading punches with him early, uh, and see how that works out for you. But uh, again, we both think Better Beev's going to win. Again, if you're if you're going to bet money and want to get some juice on this fight, um, I take take Calum Smith, um, just because I think again he's you know plus plus four fifty. If you really want to be saucy, take uh, 
take Calum Smith to to get an early an early knockout on better BF just because it's you know again not that we think that's going to happen but it's just you know it's it's just better value um for your buck if you want to you know you want to take a shot here um at something so that's uh that's pretty cool I'm trying to figure I know it's on I know it's on ESPN I don't think I think it's free ESPN not ESPN plus it's in it's in Canada so I don't, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not a world traveler, so I don't really know the, uh, <laughs> the times I don't have the time here, but, um, it is, it is on Saturday. It is on free ESPN. So I got to think that it's going to be sometime during the night, like an oral boxing event. But again, I probably should have been prepared for that. Um, but yeah, check it out again. Arthur Vitterbiev is super fun to watch. If you like old school, just like, slobber knocker um i'm not i'm not i'm not going to the cards i'm just knocking you the f out it's it archer better be of is a guy that you want to you want to watch so and you're getting it for free um and then we'll see uh you know bivol bivol's gonna fight the winner either way i don't think there's a rematch i'm sure there's not a rematch clause involved with this fight because it's a mandatory um so i think bivol's gonna fight the winner for the you know for well you know depending on what wbc does for uh, the undisputed crown here um in Saudi. So, uh, we've won people, I think better be even Bivol has been on the radar since two, at least 2020, um, to get these guys, uh, in the ring to fight each other. So be pretty, pretty good to set it up. Um, that's really it in boxing. Uh, Tia Fimo was talking crazy about Terrence Crawford. I, and I guess, I guess maybe he, maybe he is winning. Cause like I'm bringing him up here, but like, he seems to think he has this, this savvy way with the media to like promote himself. But like, I think he's just delusional. I got, listen, he, he's got two great wins, like Lomachenko, no doubt. And Josh Taylor, no doubt. Like those are two great names. Um, especially Loma, you know, we're the presidents of the Loma sexual fan club on this podcast. Um, but like, he's still not a draw. Like he talks about selling out the Hulu. It's like, okay, dude, like, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's the Hulu. Like you, you didn't sell out Madison. You, you headlined Madison square garden, for the Heisman, and that's your hometown. And Loma's Heisman, the year before, did better. Crowd was better, and you got you got booed out of there. Like, he, I I just wish his team was a little smarter with him because I do think he is a really good fighter. Um, and is and you know I th- I think I think the way he could you know I'll, I'll say cut promos like as if he's a WWE wrestler could be entertaining, could be good. Like like Raleigh just says shit and stupid and like people just want to laugh at him. Like Tio does it in a much like better way that would get gets me interested in actually wanting to watch a fight. Like I don't want to watch a Raleigh Romero fight. Like I, I know how that story ends. He's he's going to lose. Like he sucks. Raleigh sucks. Like Tio's not. Um but you know, talking about he's talking about how Crawford's best wins at 147, the the, the fighters were handicapped because Errol Spence posted a video that he had cataract surgery or or some nonsense and you know, for a guy who started out with not one to make excuses, a, a lot of excuses that come out of that camp about why Crawford just absolutely beat the shit out of him. Um, but it's like, hey, Tia, like, what, you, you realize your two best wins, like, Lomachenko was coming off of a long layoff and had a shoulder injury, and Josh Taylor coming off was coming off a long layoff planter i think i think he had foot surgery i don't know if it was planter facetus or whatever but like he had he had he had a lower body a lower body a lower body lower body red leather red leather <laughs> a lower body injury um was too was too long at the weight and 
um, again, a long layoff. So, like, I could arguably say, like, the two guys, your two best wins are, are handicapped. So, whatever. He got his name out there. Crawford responded and just basically was like, yeah, like, you're not in my league and worry about your main Ortiz uh, coming up here uh, in Vegas. But even what he was talking about, oh, you know, their, my retirement thing was a publicity stunt. You got to know how to work the media. It's like... Nobody was talking about you. Like, like literally nobody was talking about you. The only thing that people, the only thing that was talked about with you when you talked about this retirement thing was just like, does, 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 does Tio not, does Tio like not understand what his value is? Like that he thinks that he's going to get this, um, that someone's going to pay him $10 million for a fight. Like that's just, that's just not reality. I mean, Ryan Garcia, they tried to set up a Ryan Garcia fight. He got offered like a million dollars or something. It's like, that's, uh, I just it would just be sad if if his team fumbled fumbled a bag again um, after they they fumbled the Levacheco bag. So um, I'm curious uh, I'm curious to see how that goes. Again, I I, I want to see him and him and Haney fight. Uh, I I just so I hope that that I, I hope he beats Jermaine Ortiz, which he should. And I, I don't know what Dev is doing next. I hope Dev just takes a, a stay busy fight, uh, which he's earned at this point. Um, he's fought a lot. Of, I mean, he's fought a lot of um, what na- I'll say names here. Um, you know, I mean, he's and he's fought big fights with uh, Loma and um, and Progray here. Uh, you know, the last his last two fights, which are huge. Um, so get to stay busy and then unify the two titles because I, I, I just can't. I just I I I need that in my uh, in my veins. I just I need I need the Heaney and Lopez uh, thing to come. I think that's big money. I'll travel wherever it is if it's in Vegas. I'm going. Um, I, I just want to see the two. Da- I just think it's fat, like fascinating the two the two dads and um, the uh, just how the two dads handle themselves in their sons' careers. Um, spoiler alert: I would pick. Hay- I, I think Haiti would. I'm not gonna say win that fight easily, but like I think I think that would be like a one sixteen one twelve scorecard. Um, because I say it all the time, the Haney team Haney, new, with, the, with the exception of the Loma fight, and you can call me just a homer on that. Nobody neutralizes um, their their opponent's best uh, weapon like the Haney's do in in all their fights. And you know, I don't I don't think it would be that hard for Tio because Tio wants to counter punch. He wants you to come forward and bring the fight to him so he can counter and get explosive shots in and things like that. And the Haney like they're just not going to do that. Um, you know, they're not going to be like Josh Taylor and not using their size and their reach and all those things. Like they're going to fight off the back foot and Tio's going to have to come to him and, you know, like Sandor, like basically like Sandor Martin and, you know, Tio arguably lost the Sandor Martin fight. Um, so, uh, that's all with boxing. Um, NFL wild card weekend. Uh, if you haven't listened already and you probably should, uh, we, we released our, our go for two, uh season recap playoff uh playoff preview uh me teddy and uh the best two minute offensive uh man in podcasting the gof uh it was about two it was two we went we went two hours it was long but uh i thought it was entertaining covered a lot of stuff a lot of good topics um so definitely definitely go check that out to get our thoughts on the season and our in-depth analysis of these first rounds match i'm just gonna do the lines here um so browns texans on saturday that's the first game on NBC at 4:30. Cleveland's only minus two, which is kind of wild to me. Um, I, I get it's in Houston, but minus two, the way the Browns' defense and Joe Flacco are playing, has me a little worried here. Like I, I've, I've been kind of sniffing out Vegas here lately. Um, weird, weird, weird line, but I'm a. Uh, 
I'm going to stick with the Browns. I, I, I think the Browns defense is just really good. Um, and it allows Flacco, you know, it just, it allows Flacco to play kind of carefree, um, throwing the football because he can make mistakes. You know, I think, I think he's got, I think he's got like the most touchdowns the last five weeks, but also has the most interceptions. Maybe, maybe that's inaccurate, but again, if you want accurate information, this isn't the podcast for you. Um, but yeah, like he's, you know, I, I think that, I think that gives him a little, little more of a swagger to him. Um, so I, 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 I would, I'm going to take the Browns there. Uh, Dolphins Chiefs is on Peacock. Uh, it uh, my or eight o'clock on Saturday night. Uh, it's supposed to be the coldest game ever played in NFL playoff history. Um, like below zero is what we're looking at. Um, Kansas City's favored by five. Miami's lost a lot of guys on defense. Um, the Chiefs just has all. The Chiefs have also looked really bad. So this is so interesting between Tyree coming back to to Kansas City. Um, the Chiefs' offense has looked so terrible. Mahomes has been such a crybaby lately. Um, you know, it's very, very unbecoming of uh, of 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 the face of the league here. Um, the way he's kind of unraveled as as the team um, has been a little bit of a sputter um, to end to end the season. Um, I mean, Tua, jeez, Tua is zero and four in games played under forty five degrees, which is hilarious, but just not. You know, I mean, it's not great. It's his first playoff game because remember last year he uh, he was hurt so didn't get to um, didn't get to play in the playoff game. The Dolphins almost won. I'm gonna say take the points. I, I'm gonna say take the points. I think the Chiefs win the game. I don't know though. I, I a part of me kind of kind of thinks maybe the Dolphins get over this hump of this cold weather stuff. Um, I don't know if Mostert's playing. I don't know if that's been announced. Like I, I, we talked about it on the pod. I, I, you know, I, I think I, to me, Tyree kill is not the way to win this game. The way to win this game is just to just hammer the ball with Mostert and a chain, just run, 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 try to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands as much as possible. Um, and you got to convert touchdowns. Like once you, once you get, once you get inside the 10, um, you have to get set. You have to get sevens against the Chiefs. Like you can't, you can't come away with field goals or you know empty, or worse, empty, empty possessions with no points at all. Once you're down there, um, you got to cash in. And you know they they came up empty on a lot of possessions in the game. I think that was the Germany game that they played over there. One of the twelve games they played overseas, thanks to Roger Goodell this year. Um, they had some bad turnovers. So uh, yeah, it'll to me it'll you know whether Mostert or Waddle play is is really big for them. But um, I, I would I would take the points, take 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 the five. Uh, then we got a Sunday. Sunday we got Steelers Bills to kick us off. Uh, it's in Buffalo, which that game that game might actually get moved um, because apparently it's supposed to be a bad snow. Um, apparently it's okay to play in below uh, zero weather, but. Uh, to play in snow, a snowstorm is unreasonable. Um, Buffalo is minus ten. I, listen, I've I made the proclamation after the, the Bills lost to the Eagles when they were six and six. They were in a dark place, and I said if they came back and beat the Cowboys, which I thought they would, they would win out, which they did, and they would go to the Super Bowl. So I'm um, I'm sticking with that. Uh, they are the hottest team in football, even though Josh Allen had a horrific game um, against the Bills last weekend with three three turnovers. I'm going to say they cover. Steelers are going to be down. I, I uh, Watt's not playing. I doubt Fitzpatrick is playing. Um, so I, I, I'm going to say Bills will cover that 10. 
Um, 4.30, Packers uh, go to Dallas. Uh, it's a seven-point game. Hammer the Cowboys. This nonsense that people think, like, this is going to be some shootout and the Packers are going to be scoring tutties and all. Like, like listen, I, I, I'm a big Jordan Love fan. Um, drafted him in fantasy this year. I, I think he's going to be really good. I think the Packers, um, you know, there was a reason why the Packers weren't overly worried about letting Aaron Rodgers walk. I mean, not that you want to let one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time walk, but, you know, they felt good about, uh, man, Charles Barkley looks great. What, what is he doing? I got to find out what plan he's on. I wonder if he's on glow. Anyway, um, yeah, I whatever that is, it, it ain't happening. Dallas is going to steamroll this team. I, I think it'll be like 38 to 14 or, or, or something crazy. The only way the Cowboys are not going to cover the spread is if Dak Prescott gets hurt. That's it. That, that, and even still, uh, I don't know. I don't know if Cooper Rush is still their backup quarterback. I think he is, and I know Trey Lance is also. Um, they still might be good enough to to beat the Packers. So hammer the Cowboys. Uh, probably the biggest 50-50 game, in my opinion, is Rams-Lions. That's the 8 o'clock game on uh, NBC. Uh, Rams uh, are getting three. Um, I'll take the Lions. I'll take the home team. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Stafford goes back into uh, back into Detroit where he spent the majority of his career and breaks their hearts, the, the Lions' uh, first playoff game in forever. Um, and beats them, but I, uh, you know, I shit on the Lions all year, and you know, they ended up winning, winning the division, getting twelve wins. They'd be the two seed if not for a horrendous um, ineligible receivable, uh, ineligible receivable. Uh, ah, red leather, red leather, red leather. <laughs> ineligible receiver chicanery that went on in that Dallas game, which could, which is all, which is, which is hilariously going to flip home field if the Lions and Cowboys play in the playoffs, um, which is nuts. Uh, but I'll take the Lions. And then that brings us to Monday night. We got the Eagles, oh, man, who are just sputtering here and limping into the playoffs. Uh, they're playing the Bucks. A.J. Brown still hasn't practiced. Jalen Hurts uh, still hasn't thrown a football a week after, uh, I guess, breaking his finger or whatever happened to his finger against the Giants. Um, Slay's playing. Devonta Smith's playing. I'm going to say go birds. Uh, they're, they're giving three. I'm stunned that the Buccaneers are not favor. We're not favorites to start. Um, tons of money is going on the Eagles because they've increased the line to, you know, Vegas is trying to, per Jay, I would say entice you to, uh, they need people to bet on the Buccaneers. Um, so, well, excuse me. Um, I'm going to say go birds and they live to fight another day. So those are my picks. Like I said, take, uh, Browns, Dolphins, Bills, Cowboys, Lions, and the Eagles all to cover their spreads. Um, Belichick retired. Nick Saban retired on the course of two days. Uh, not retired, but they – well, yeah, Saban retired for now. Uh, he left Alabama. Belichick has officially left the night – or the – the uh, sorry, the Patriots. Whether or not he will actually um, – actually retire from the sport or if he goes somewhere else um that remains we'll see how that works out uh pretty nuts how the two of these guys have um have left but um yeah it's pretty it's pretty nuts and yeah i don't yeah i, I mean we'll see i mean Belichick 70 i said it on the on the go for two like He's just old. Like, it's not that he's not still a great football guy, but, like, just 
enjoy life, man. Like so much goes into being an NFL coach. Just go, go enjoy, go, yeah, you know, go enjoy your last thirty years, Bill. Yeah, you, know, you don't, you don't, you don't need to prove anything else. Like this, this Don Shula record that everyone's talking about. I think he needs fifteen more wins. Like who cares? Like, dude, you got, you got six Super Bowl rings. He has two. Like, do you, do you need the wins? Like, is the wins title? Um, I don't think the wins title is going to make him any more. Like, you know, do have make people. You know, maybe that's the thing that puts him over Shula. But maybe he wants it. Um, and if he does again, there's going to be plenty of teams that'll um, be interested in him. It might, yeah, might. My, my my Eagles might be one if, if like I said if things go really bad on Monday night against the Bucks, you know I love Sirianni but you know he he might get axed here after after three years and uh, you know Belichick Belichick's out there so um, a lot of coaching moves you know we'll uh, we'll probably talk about that when Jo's back get his get his thoughts since he wasn't able to do either podcast this week but that's the NFL picks uh, NBA uh, we had two 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 games tonight um, were decided by like fifty points. Uh, I always say it like this thing about there's never been more talent in the league is just uh, it's just a joke, you know. Like, um, you know, there's <laughs> there's 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 plenty of players that are super athletic that can do things that um, you know players couldn't probably do 20, 30, 40 years ago. But these guys they don't know how to play basketball, like you know. And that's I think uh, I, f- I forget what the UConn's women's basketball coach his name is Giami or I, I should know that. Um, I'm embarrassed, but. Um, I, we were looking at a video on Instagram today about how he was talking about why it's just it's just so hard to watch, um, like AAU basketball or this this and this because these guys just don't practice like they just play games like they're not learning fundamentals like they're not again this is why this is why teams don't run offenses like they run simple like pick and rolls and spread out threes and this that and the other thing because like they just they just don't know the they they don't have the IQ of the game that like some of these guys it's not like. You know, it's not talking about this error is better than that error, but like guys in the '90s, sure, like yeah, like listen, is is Dan Marley as athletic as Zach Levine, right? No, but I, I can guarantee you that Dan Marley knows how to play basketball a thousand times better than a Zach Levine does. Um, and if you put those guys, you know, in, in a level playing field, like Dan Marley is going to, his IQ is going to help him be a more productive player than than zach levine so uh pretty nuts i don't think we haven't really seen any trades um DeJun, other than og and anobi and i think the Knicks are five and oh since that trade happened which man i mean i still can't believe the raptors could have got much more for him last year and ended up getting just you know a bag of balls and some young players but i'm kidding maple mon maple monitor's great um DeJounte murray's he's his name is getting hot in trade um talk the sixers have somehow Entered that conversation. I, I don't know what that does for them. I would just, I depending if I'm giving up the draft picks that I got back in this James Harden trade for Dejounte Murray. Like I, I don't get it. it. Makes no sense. If I have to give up multiple of the expiring contracts that I got in that trade too, like I, I don't get it. But apparently they're they're in talks. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen with Levine. I, I honestly have no idea whether or not that's going to um, gonna go. But it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a thing. Um, what else am I gonna say? What else am I gonna say? Uh, Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, small amount of peas. Everyone else is still everything. Nothing, nothing's really changed. Um, you know, we'll again, the Warriors that they're still not doing great. Draymond's, Draymond's reinstated. Just Adam Silver, you're a loser. Um, 
that story was as predictable as possible. You know, we'll see. That's that's probably the most interesting team at the deadline to see if they just if they finally blow it up. Like, do you do they have the balls to trade Draymond or or, or Clay Thompson? Um, you know, I I always say like it's it you know no nobody nobody's out there crying for Steph Curry to get more help like some of the other uh, stars that we do this for, and Curry's not out there. You know, passive aggressively putting out tweets or messages about wanting the wanting things to change. It's more of you know we got you know I I got my guys here. We just we need to play to our standard. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah, that's it. College basketball is heating up too. Uh, four four of the top five ranked teams till this week. Um, we'll have to do more of a college thing here. I got to Jo needs to start watching college basketball so we can get into that, uh, especially if Seton Hall. Uh, rips off these next two wins like like we hope they do, and they really get in the uh, the national conversation. But um, yeah, I think that is sports. Uh, we we put the parlay away for a while, but I'll just do one. We'll see if it hits. Uh, Jo probably won't, but I won't. You know, see if he wants to bet it. But uh, I'd say Browns and do Browns and a better be of win by stoppage. Uh, Make make that your parlay this week. I like it. I like it. Um, beer too. Again, I we have no plans here because we were both a little under the weather this week, so we didn't watch. But I've been I've been on my screening binge, and uh, I found Mayor at Kingstown. Uh, so this is on this is on Paramount Plus. Uh, it stars Jeremy Renner. Um, I'm sure you all know Jeremy Renner, uh, Hawkeye. <laughs> of course, I'll start with with his Marvel movie, but. Uh, you know Hawkeye from uh, from the Avengers. Uh, you know Gem from the Town, which is my favorite uh, writer uh, performance. But you know he he was in one of the Bourne movies, uh, Arrival. Excellent actor. Like a lot of these, a lot of these big time movie actors, like they're you know they're getting great scripts and, and doing TV more than ever, especially in the in a world where streaming is king now and and movies. You know, just like uh, movies are more blockbustery now these days. You know, you know the Oppenheimer movies are you know once in a blue moon coming around, um, just because it's the, you know, it's the gimmicky action films that are kind of you know doing the high gross and revenue. So I think a lot of these actors are doing these TV shows, you know, because there's more of a story to them and they can actually like, act. Um, but it basically the story it takes place in Massachusetts and Renner's family is like. They're not the mafia. They're like, well, I'd say, I'd say they're they're like the good guy mafia, where their family basically serves as the middleman between um, gangs on the outside and prisoners on the inside of the Kingstown prison system. Which apparently, I, I you know, this I don't think this is. I'm pretty sure this is a made up place, but I think there's like seven prisons all within, you know say 50 miles of this this town kingstown um and you know it starts out with renner's brother is the is the quote-unquote mayor who you know is the unofficial mayor of the streets um and basically again he's basically they're basically middlemen and liaisons to kind of help keep the peace on the outside um while leaders of gangs are are on the inside um and whether it's helping Helping the prisoners move product uh, one way or another, or you know, keeping the guys on the outside, you know, off the cops' limit. As long as, as long as there's peace and the and the you know the violence is to a minimum, um, you know, in the town, every everybody wins. Um, 
you know, his it's his brother's played by I forget the actor's name and I'm just too lazy to look it up and I think my phone died. But um I think the guy who played uh I think he was the the main coach in um the T V show Friday Night Lights. Um I know him from you know, he's the he's the main cop in uh, Wolf of Wall Street that gets uh gets gets Leo at the end. Really good actor. Uh he starts out as the mayor. Uh I won't spoil it as to how Jerry Jeremy Renner becomes the uh main character um but you know those those are the two i'd say the two big names that are in the show uh it's really good um so the first season i think is nine episodes i crush that they're like they're like 35 40 minutes like they're not they're not hour-long shows um so you know you can really move through them i'm on to season two um again the acting the acting is great uh taylor sheridan uh is the creator and again he is the creator of yellowstone um, the Yellowstone spinoffs. He is the creator of Tulsa King, which is again another excellent um, film. He's ba- he basically is Paramount Plus. Um, the streaming, the street, all the shows that are streaming on Paramount Plus is uh, Taylor Sheridan, and you know it's Yellowstone, Tulsa King, and this are to me they're just they're three very different stories. I, like I don't really think they have a common like a common thing going on there outside of protecting protecting what's yours and like telling that kind of story in a different way but th- it's really not so I-, I don't know how much of this he writes or how much he just produces or the concepts are his jo would probably know that better um than me from you know his you know, he was i know he knows more on the inside stuff of, of yellowstone than than i do but um yeah it's it's really the, the writing's great again the acting's really good and and renner you know Re- renner is phenomenal and um you know they they the season three was written but they didn't um they didn't start filming it because Renner had that uh, horrific. I think it was a snowplow accident where he was the snowplow ran over him, um, and you know he almost died. Um, and you know, thank God, um, you know he he survived. And uh, he actually just posted on Instagram yesterday that he was back on set and uh, he's going to give it a go to see uh, to see if he can do it. So um, I'm it's, I'm excited to see uh, um, another season coming out. Again, I haven't finished season two. Um, you know, some good young, there's some good, I, I like these shows that kind of have like, I don't want, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful and say no name actors, but you know, not well-known actors to kind of see these guys chops because, you know, eventually, you know, that some of these other, the Matt Damons of the world and, you know, Ben Affleck, like these guys are going to be gone at some point. They're going to be old men and, you know, they can't, um, you know, they can't, they can't be playing, they can't be playing people <laughs> like, um, and so you need to build young actors and, uh. Yeah, yeah, Bunny. Bunny is. Uh, the, I think he's the head of the Crips um, out in uh, in the town of Kingston. Uh, the guy who plays him is is really good. Um, you know, him and I'd say him and and Renner's character, Mike McCluskey. They 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 probably have the the closest relationship um, throughout the first, definitely the first season. But um, you know, again, I'm only a couple episodes into season two. Um, but they have some really good interactions and exchanges with each other. And, uh, you know, again, Renner, you know, Renner's a, I don't know if he's ever been nominated for Academy Award, but I mean, this is a, a big time on screen actor. And this dude, you know, the guy who plays Bunny is just like, he's right in there. Um, you know, uh, 
going going shot for shot with Jeremy Renner uh, in these exchanges. So really really cool stuff. Um, but yeah, Mayor Kingston again. I it's on Paramount Plus. It sucks because you gotta you gotta pay for a subscription. Luckily, I steal Jordan's uh, subscription on that one, um, so I'm watching it. But uh, you know, I if you don't have Paramount Plus, I'd say it's worth getting for a couple months to to watch. Definitely Tulsa King, which we reviewed, which was excellent. Sylvester Stallone. Um, and again, Mayor of Kingston is, is, is really good. So, uh, you know, even if you, it, only, it would only take you a couple of months to get through these two shows anyway. So, um, you know, get the subscription and, and, and check it out. Um, you know, I wanted to see if J.O. could watch an episode to, to get his thoughts, but, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to see how, how season two ends, um, and how they set up. A third season to see how much they expand the story because um, there's, there's only so many you know crime thing I, I can't believe i've made a joke today i can't believe like ncis and you know law and order like these shows are still on like jesus like how many how many crimes can you keep you know keep doing shows about um before it just kind of gets repetitive and it's like yeah the dog did it or you know before you just get keep before you get just completely insane um but yeah so I think that's it. I uh, I had fun. This was good. This was a good solo pod. Kept it under an hour. I actually wanted to try to keep it under thirty-five, but I just King Artur had to give him his um, his just do. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if Jo's awake. We might try to do an Instagram live to talk about uh, talk about the fight a little bit. But um, but yeah, appreciate you listening, and uh, I'll do us both. Good talk. See you out there, and uh, big kisses, everybody. Sit down. Pull you that first round You got an open count Toss it out Everybody's cold right now Stir up the crowd Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talking about anything that makes you get loud <laughs>